following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. On this episode of Tip of the Cap Podcast, Coach Giles will be talking about a topic that hits close to home here in Western New York, but one that is important to all college students who are going away to school currently, starting classes this week, especially those athletes out there who might find themselves in interesting and precarious new situations. You're listening to a Tip of the Cap podcast brought to you by Stinger Sports. Stinger Sports makes high-quality gear for the player who expects more for their money. Visit them today at www.stingerwoodbats.com and use promo code TIP OF THE CAP, all one word, for 10% off your next order. Stinger Sports. Look great. Feel great. Play great. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Tip of the Cap podcast. I am Coach Jaws. And I am here flying solo this week, but I want to talk about a very interesting and potentially dicey subject. Um, and I'm going to do my best to try to just approach this from a, a middle-of-the-road kind of area, I guess. Uh, for those of you who aren't from Western New York or maybe don't follow the Bills or have been living under a rock, uh, we all know that recently, earlier this week, uh, Matt Ariza, the dub, the man dubbed Punt God, uh, drafted by the Buffalo Bills this year, and some stories came to light that were pretty interesting. So, fair warning if you have younger um, athletes around that may be listening, or uh, maybe this is a subject matter that may uh, you may not want them to necessarily hear or be talked about around them. Uh, just a heads up, that's going to be kind of the topic today. And not necessarily from a Bills fandom standpoint by any means, but just the more of uh, applying it more to our young student athletes and people who can find themselves in situations that maybe they, you know, aren't necessarily thinking clearly through or uh, just situations they've never been in before. Uh, so for those who don't know, uh, the punt god was accused in a civil lawsuit uh, as, as of this recording, it is still just a civil lawsuit at this point. Um, depending on who you believe, who or what you read, who you believe, uh, there's it, it's tossed out there that he that there's potential criminal action still uh, forthcoming in front of a judge, planning to see or looking to see if there's enough evidence to take in front of a grand jury, and then obviously would tip, go to the grand jury to, to be to say yes, there's enough to indict, and then it would follow normal criminal proceedings, but. As of right now, uh, the accuse, the accuser, uh, the young lady in question, basically said she wanted to, or her attorney essentially said she wanted to push the civil case because she was tired of nothing being done and just kind of being stalemated. So um, she wanted something to happen more than nothing. And, and don't take that any other way than um, just wanting some type of action or recourse for what she claims happens. Now, what she claims happens and the story that has come out is, uh, for lack of better terms, 17-year-old young lady went to a college party drunk and already intoxicated and then uh, bumped into this young man uh, allegedly after getting separated from her friends 
and one thing led to another, and there was some consensual relations, some further consensual relations, both allegedly happening in the backyard, uh, potentially in front of people, potentially also being filmed by bystanders with cell phones, and then uh, after that, the young lady was allegedly led to a room with three to four other people in the room, uh, and again, whether or not the uh, the punter or the former punter for the Buffalo Bills was in the room at the time, uh, she then claims she was assaulted by at least two to three men for the better part of an hour to an hour and a half, kind of coming in and out of consciousness. She claims uh, in one article that I read that uh, she she believes she saw somebody filming like the the backlight of a camera filming the entire thing. Uh, she had piercings that were ripped out. She was beat up and bloody and just a mess. The whole thing's just not great. And I'm not going to spend too much time on that. That's, you know, Reader's Digest version. There's more than enough information out there, articles written, so on and so forth, um, that you can go and dive into to see for yourself what really uh, allegedly happened. And I keep saying allegedly because it's all alleged, right? It's all alleged. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you know, she's probably a false accuser who just ruined this guy's life. I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, he's a dirtbag and deserves to be hung or anything along those lines. Uh, I am not approaching that from this angle. Uh, there will be a few things I touch on that may not be necessarily liked, but you know, this is I, I, the, the entire purpose of this podcast isn't always has been to disseminate information uh, and to help young athletes out, especially young baseball players. And, you know, a lot of guys are starting college, you know, they moved in this past weekend. The first they're, they're into their first week of classes as this is being recorded and posted and, you know, one of the things that we have to, we have to realize is, you know, there are young men and women who could find themselves in situations that they're not used to, or maybe that they never found themselves in before. Uh, we all, I remember my first college party. I remember walking into a house full of the, the football team and having no idea what I was walking into, um, you know, and it, it, first and foremost, uh, for you parents out there. I, I've seen a lot of people posting and commenting on this specific uh, instance with the, the punter from San Diego State. And, you know, what was that girl doing there? What was that 17-year-old doing there already intoxicated? And, I mean, she was going there and she was looking for something. Uh, you know what? We've all been there. We've all been 17. We've all made stupid decisions. Uh, I can tell you that at 17 years old, and being a high school, uh, being in high school, I didn't drink. Uh, I didn't drink till I got to college. Until after I stopped playing college football, and I don't say that as a snotty. I'm better than you. I say that as a. I still did stupid things at 17. Right? You did like you don't have to be drinking to be doing stupid things at 17. Um, I couldn't tell you how many 17 year olds I know that drink because I don't ask. Uh, that's not really my, I, I don't really care. I hope the number is less than, you know, less than most, but you know, I'm also realistic that uh, there are oftentimes 17, 18 years old. Um, you know, a lot of times having a beer with your dad on the back porch saying, Hey, you know what, if you can take up arms and die for this country, you can have a beer at my house. I, I'm not here to judge on any of those things. Uh, if you do, don't, whatever, just be smart. That's that's 
that's all there is to that. But as a parent, to sit there and say, my son or my daughter would never, uh, you can't say that because I, I highly doubt. And even, okay, even if, even if your kid wouldn't, this, to sit there and say they would never is irresponsible. You know, I mean, every, every kid did it. Every parent, when you were a teenager, you told your parents you were going somewhere to do something and you were going somewhere else and doing something else. Um, now, was it I'm going to my friend's house for a sleepover and I went to a college party and got hammered? Probably not. But or and maybe not. I don't know. I can't even say probably not. Maybe not. But, you know, it could have been, oh, I'm going to my, you know, I'm going to my buddy Johnny's house and really you're, you know, sneaking off to the park with some girl. I, or, you know, some boy, some whoever, I, whatever. It is what it is, right? Um, you know, but to say my my son and or daughter would never. Uh, I can also tell you, all right, before I get too far ahead of myself there, um, the other part of this is if, if any if any single bit of the story that happened to this punter is true, which allegedly there are recorded phone calls from the detectives that were looking into the event that the young man admitted to the consensual relationship with the young lady. Now, here's the thing. Oh, it was consensual. Sure, it absolutely was. Here's the problem. The age of consent in California is 18. Now, do 17-year-olds hook up with 18, 19, 20, 21-year-olds? Sure, probably regularly probably more than we'd care to probably admit to or talk about. You know, you have a young 17-year-old, not quite 18-year-old freshman in college, and they hook up with someone who's maybe an 18 or 19-year-old, a little bit older freshman, sophomore, junior, whatever it might be. These things happen to to say that they don't would be ignorant. Um, the problem is the when you talk about the age of consent in a relationship such as this, Regardless of anything else, regardless of the nefarious um, multiple person actions later on in the story, whatever, um, that falls under the category of strict liability. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, I have a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. This is something we spent a lot of times on in, or a lot of time on in some of my classes. And strict liability is basically it doesn't matter if you didn't know. In this case, it doesn't matter if you were lied to. Um, somebody could come up to you. You could be a 19, 20-year-old person just for the sake of pure legality. Let's say you're 21 and you're at a bar, right? And, and it's not an 18 and up club that IDs at the door. It is a bar. And there is a girl there or a boy there or somebody that you're interested in. And they not only tell you that they're 21, but they show you a legal form of identification to prove it. And they, so everything, you know, they're at a bar, which you have to be 21 to get into. You are actively drinking at the bar, which you have to be 21 to do. And they show you an ID that confirms they are in fact 21. And at the end of the night, one thing leads to another and you guys have a good time. And the next day you come to find out, She's 17. He's 17. They are 17. All that it takes from that point for you to get in a heap of trouble is for someone to report it. 
I didn't know. It doesn't matter. They told me. It doesn't matter. They were at a... It doesn't matter. Strict liability means you don't have to know. All that needs to happen is you... Is it happened. Uh, that's it. So there is no, I planned on doing this. You know, there you, we could get into this, the... The structure of criminal activity where you need a guilty mind, a guilty act, and all kinds of other stuff to constitute a crime. All this one needs is the act. Okay? Like, you know, for you to rob or for you to commit burglary, per se. And now, you'll have to forgive me because my examples may be vague, because I'm trying trying to speak out of school, it's been a while since I studied this stuff, but I do I do know it. Um, so if you walk up to something and it looks as if there is a pile of free samples there, and you walk up, you take a, what you believe to be a free sample, and you walk away with it, and somebody tries to charge you or you know get you arrested for robbery, but well, I did I thought they were free samples. I, I I didn't I didn't know. Here's your stuff back. That type of thing. Like they're they can look at me like listen, this was innocent. You got your stuff back. No harm, no foul. There's no crime here. Uh, this isn't that. This isn't the case, right? And that's probably a really poor example. But this isn't the case in this instance. So, uh, you know, and that's one of those things where I'm bringing this up and talking about this to spread the information on it, solely based on the fact of the amount of things and times I've the things that I saw and the amount of times I saw them, like in conversation about this this incident with Matariza, um, you know, people saying again, what was a 17 year old do? She shouldn't have been there. She, uh, you know, and as soon as you start talking about that, that type of stuff, Oh, she shouldn't have been there. She was looking for it. She was asking for it. You may as well be making the statement. She, that, you know, she was asking for what happened because of the way she was dressed or the way, you know, she was flirting with him. So she was asking for it. First off, if I hear somebody say that you're going to see a side of me, that is just so incredibly vicious. It's not even funny. Uh, I will tear. I will verbally tear you apart for that because that is the worst type of thing. Uh, I don't care what someone is wearing or how someone is looking at you, flirting with you. Nobody deserves it. And uh, again, I'm talking a lot of vagities, or I'm talking very vaguely vagities. What a word! I'm talking. I'm speaking very vaguely here, but you understand what I'm getting at. You understand the. Uh, the tree I'm trying to chop down here. And what this leads me to is students entering their sophomores, their sophomore, junior, senior year of high school, their freshman year of college and beyond. Uh, you're going to be faced with, with situations. You're going to be faced with interesting new experiences. And the one thing you always have to keep in the back of your mind is how will this affect me? in the future. Now, I have actively said to a few people, I don't know a single person who would look at an intoxicated person and be like, you know what would be fun for the three of us to do to that person? I would like to believe that the people that I talk to, associate with, and hang out with would leave whoever suggested that in a gutter somewhere for even suggesting it, for it even being a thought that entered their mind. Now, in the real world, obviously this happens. Obviously this, you know, something something occurred 
that caused this to be claimed. I, I don't believe this was something that this girl just made up out of thin air. Uh, the fact that she reported it the next day, went and did the uh, the examination that you go through, you know, post a traumatic event like this, whatever it may be. Um, you know, I, I don't believe this was concocted out of thin air. Is are there? Is it possible that there's details that are misconstrued or whatever? Sure, that's always a possibility. Um, if this trauma actually did happen, it's a possibility that there could be a lot that's a little off or a little foggy about it, because I don't know if you know this, but traumatic events aren't always the easiest things to remember. Uh, sometimes they, like we, we forget things to protect ourselves. Uh, I mean, if you study any type of psychology, you, you understand that. However, you know, and, and it doesn't need to even need to be something this, this insane, this vile, this dark. Uh, it could be, you know what you have, you, you, you know, you and your buddies gotten, gotten the car, gotten a van, gotten the truck, whatever you're driving, whatever somebody's driving and went to a party, no harm, no foul there, right? Get together, hang out, do stuff with the boys, do stuff with your, uh, with your friends, whatever it may be. And you're the one driving. Well, you know, maybe you have, ah, you know, it's, it sucks that I'm the one stuck driving. And then you have a pop or two and maybe three. And you're thinking like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to have me a Long Island or two. Well, then you get behind the car and, hey, you know what? You get rear-ended. Not even your fault. Somebody hits you. And, you know, obviously the cops get called. And next thing you know, there's... Oh, look at this. This entire van is full of uh, intoxicated underagers. Who was driving? Have you been drinking? Oh, I'm going to need you to take a breathalyzer. And because you're underage, anything that shows up on that breathalyzer pretty much impacts you the rest of your life. Um, You know, like just and really, that's kind of the core of what I'm getting at here, you know, as as. Students and student athletes are going back to school, starting their senior year, their junior year of high school, a really exciting time. You know, you're, you're looking forward to the future. You're looking to get recruited. You're looking to get into college, get scholarships, you know, be them academic or athletic or both. Uh, you're looking to get into a good institution, get a good education and, you know, maybe whatever your plans are for the future. It's an exciting time. You're in college. You're just starting. You know, you're you're just if you're a baseball player, you're just looking to start fall ball. You're starting to have, you know, early season meetings and get togethers and team lifts and everything else. And it should be one of the a fun and exciting time. But take a look around. Take a look at what just happened. A young man who was dubbed, and I quote, the punt god, who had the, all the makings of and he was on the verge, like you would not believe of being a potential star in the modern NFL and potentially having a chance to win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, possibly even this year. And because he was, he found himself in a situation where regardless of anything else, he ended up where he could be blamed for this where he could be roped into this, and he was. And now what happened? He was cut from the team that he had already, he had won the starting job on. He won the starting job, and the, you know, 
I'm not going to comment on the bills. I'm not going to comment on how anything was about this was handled. At the end of the day, he lost his job because of it. And barring it coming out that this is completely and un, like undeniably fabricated from top to bottom, he probably will never see the NFL again. So here's a young man who's got all the talent in the world and all of a sudden, poof, gone. Why? For a wild night in college? For for one night of, I mean, and, and let's be honest, what, what allegedly happened there, again, if there's an iota of truth to it, we're having a completely different conversation. I am simply speaking from the, uh, he's been accused and, you know, you, you can you can go and do your research on it. You can go and look into it. Uh, realistically, in my opinion, best case scenario, the young man admitted on tape to having a ha- having a physical relationship with an with an underager, with a, with, with a drunk minor. Uh, that right there is a kiss of death. And again, does it happen? Sure. You know, I, 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 but for every single time we've seen it where, you know, a father doesn't like his daughter's significant, new, like new significant other who's a little bit older, kind of edgy, doesn't fit the mold of what dad wants or what dad or what mom likes, whatever it may be. And it's, you know, he's 19, 20, 21, she's 17. And, you know, wh- for whatever. And, and there's, there's all kinds of different, you know, conversations we can have even about that, even about the fact that that would be a thing that would happen. I mean, but okay, it could be as simple as, an 18-year-old and a 17-year-old in the same grade in high school and mom and dad don't like you and all of a sudden, one phone call. But for every one of those, there's one of these where, I don't know, man, like you're you're a football player at a big school. You probably didn't have trouble meeting women. He's and he, not a bad-looking kid. Kind of got, got that, uh, you know, that suave look about him, I guess, probably didn't, probably wasn't struggling in that department. And some young drunk girl you didn't know because of the other things. And now, had she just gone to the party, you guys hooked up, whatever, maybe this never, maybe that part never comes out. Maybe that's a, hey, I hooked up with that guy one time story down the road. But at the same token, some drunk girl, and, and this is the other side, and this is kind of the cautionary tale of it, is you like consent can change after the fact because there's a lot at play here. One, she was 17, so legally she can't give consent. If she was 18, she was intoxicated. She can't legally give consent. And even still, and even if she's like, okay, we were both of age, we were both intoxicated, so neither one of us could technically give consent, um, she could wake up the next day, regret it to all all heck because you know of the public nature of it if the story stopped as after they hooked up in the backyard she could wake up the next morning and be like oh man i can't believe i did that i regret that so much she can still potentially file charges for stuff like that um so be careful i mean for 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 what right like to to, to tell that story at 
a local hole-in-the-wall corner pub one day about the wild time you had in college, I I would rather be telling the story. I, I would rather be showing my grandkids my Super Bowl ring. I mean, I would rather be telling the stories of all the awesome things I was able to do and places I was able to go because I wasn't worried about serving time. I don't know. And like, and, and maybe, maybe I'm getting a little off base here, but my entire, the entire point of this is just in this time, in this day and age, just be careful. I mean, we live in a world where, I mean, just, just look through social media. I, I talk about it all the time, how, how much, a how much of a cesspool social media can be. And I mean, there are parents and there are coaches who just go and say and do a lot that they probably shouldn't say and do. They, you know, you you have grown grown men who and women who are supposed to be leaders and role models who act like children and just, you know can't help but speak down and speak negatively and talk and brag about stupid things and even even to an extent you know the and I I am I'm a diehard Bills fan and if you know me you know that but even some of the stupid stuff with Bills Mafia and you know I I watched a girl last year jump off the top of a bus or an RV or whatever to try to go through a table first off she missed second her head not only hit the table on the way down but then her feet hit the ground and then her head hit the ground after it hit the table and everyone kind of like just walked away like, oh, I don't want to be here. I don't, I didn't see that. And, you know, this girl's two other friends were left like trying to pick up the pieces. Now imagine that girl's a college athlete and now she's got a, a fractured skull and can't compete. Well, guess who's probably going to be in a world of, uh, uh oh, if they find out how and why she cracked her skull. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. Just be smart, be safe, and be practical. The, the the story of the time you went viral for jumping off a bus and going and went through a table at a Bills game is not worth risking your health and well being. The story of that wild night in college at that party that one time isn't worth potentially seeing your friends and loved ones through a piece of glass in jail. And really that's, that's at the end of the day, kind of what we're talking about here. We're, you know, we're kind of getting to that point where some of the stuff we're discussing could, could land you in that spot. You see it all the time. And, and, you know, nobody, nobody wants to be that story, but nobody thinks they will be. Nobody believes that they will be the one that ends up on the front page of the news on a breaking news story or, anything along those lines for anything wrong. It'll never be me. It's not going to happen. But at the end of the day, the truth is it does happen to people and it can happen to you. So if anything, the only thing that I want people to take away from this, especially athletes in high school, athletes entering college in college and looking to go to the next level, just be smart, be smart and be safe. You know, I'm not, I'm not telling you not to have fun. I'm not telling you not to enjoy your time. But do it intelligently. Do it in a, in a manner where it's not going to cost you or your family or your loved ones grief and heartache in one shape or another. Uh, and do it in a way that it's not going to cause harm to anybody else either. So um, 
you know, just just be safe, be smart, and you know, I'm looking forward to starting to see all the. You know, I, I know that there's some some programs in the area that are doing fall ball. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, colleges doing fall ball soon. High, I know there's some high schools that do some like fall workouts and whatnot. I'm looking forward to all of that. I'm looking forward to getting back and doing a little bit more regular, uh, regular podcasting, a little bit more regular recordings here. Uh, I am excited to be working with Connor Priester. Uh, you, uh, he's been on the show a few times. We're going to get him kind of rolling a little bit potentially uh hosting episodes on his own and putting some stuff out there i am looking forward to working with a uh, former guest on the show doc matt bauman going to be helping out uh this year with us over there at uh at the college and yeah gonna got a lot of fun exciting things going on and you know i just again i want to just take this time and use the platform to just tell you guys be smart be safe and enjoy um Darn it, there was one other thing that I thought of while I was going off on that little little tangent there at the end, and I forgot what it was. But, well, anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in to Tip of the Cap. Tip of the Cap brought to you by Buffalo Freddy Enterprises. Check them out, buffalofreddy.com for all your tents, chairs, tables, blow ho- blow-up houses, uh, bounce houses, uh, slip and slides, whatever it may be. Uh, there's commercial coming up at the end of the thing. You'll hear it there. Uh, or you can give them a call, 716 freddy uh, they also do barbecue catering and stuff like that too. So give them a check, uh, check them out. And as always still brought to you by Stinger sports, stingerwoodbats.com tip of the cap at checkout for 10% off your order. Uh, and if anybody's looking for jerseys, hats, stuff like that, get a, get a hold of me. I can help you get that set up. Um, you know, help you guys work on those and get you guys into some really cool swaggy stinger gear. Uh, thanks for, fo- or thanks for tuning in guys and play ball. The weather is changing and the sun is shining, which means summer party season is here, and Buffalo Freddy Party Rental has everything you need to get your party started. From tents, tables, and chairs, to inflatable bounce houses, water slides, and obstacle courses, Buffalo Freddy has everything you need to take your summer shindig to the next level. Not sure what to serve at your event? Buffalo Freddy does barbecue catering as well. For more details or to make reservations, head over to buffalofreddy.com or give them a call at 716-437-3339. That's 716-4-FREDDY. Buffalo Freddy is a proud sponsor of this podcast.